Father, we worship you and praise you. We glorify and magnify your holy name. We give you praise and honor and glory. The wonderful name of Jesus. We glorify. Would you lift your voice, Father? We bless you. Glory to you, Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let's bless his holy name together. You are worthy, 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 and you are worthy. Oh, we thank you, Father. We bless thy holy name. We glorify your holy name. You are so good. You are awesome. Oh, we celebrate your presence this morning. We thank you, Father God, by invitation. Father, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that the angelic host is here this morning, Father God. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that everything that's said and done this day will be to glorify you and to exalt you and to exalt your kingdom and your, and your holy, 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 holy spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, say and do and speak and move in our midst today. Be mighty today. Do all, do all that should be said and done in our midst, and we give you all the praise. Y'all quit on me. Y'all give me all the, give him all the praise. You don't know this may be your last service before you get to heaven. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He said, if my people won't cry out, he said, I'll cause the rocks to do it. Oh, no, 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 no. No rock's going to take my place. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise you, Father. We give you the glory and the honor. You are good, 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 good. And we bless your holy name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Well, it's good that you're here this morning. Praise God. Good to see you this morning. This is a good day. This is a blessed day. Praise the Lord. Y'all going to help me this morning? And I've told this for years, so you might as well get it. If you hold your hallelujahs and your shouts in, if you're a woman, you'll expand at the hips. And if you're a man, you'll either get a second or third chin or fourth, and you'll expand at the gut. So don't hold those hallelujahs. Amen. The joy and the laughter. You know, the joy... The joy of the Lord is your strength. So how you doing on strength? Praise the Lord. Because it's, it's, it's exactly parallel to how you're doing in joy. Praise God. You say, well, I don't have much to be joyous about. That's why the scripture uh, is put in the Bible for James. James says, hey, he said, when you fall into divers temptation to test and trials. Do I have to explain that to y'all? Okay, I'll go past that part. In other words, if you're dealing with affliction and, and, and a trial in your life and in your family, and it's been going on, ongoing for a while, why don't we just go ahead and put a stop to it right now? Amen. 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 You say, well, if I would, I could. Well, are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Huh? Yes. Praise God. You know the most powerful thing that God's got on the universe? You. You, you, 
Because James went on to say about the power of the spoken word. And you can start all the way in Genesis. Where God came down and saw darkness and but it's not what he wanted. And the Holy Spirit was it was just sitting there, it says brooding or hovering over the face of the deep. And God was he came down and he, and he saw that it was dark, but he didn't say it was dark. And you know what the Holy Spirit was doing other than brooding? He was doing nothing. He was there, but he was doing nothing. You can come to church and sit in a chair and do nothing. You can hear and still do nothing. So the Holy Spirit was brooding on the face of the deep and he was waiting for, he's waiting to hear what God would say. And God didn't say, man, this place is dark. What did he say? Let there be light. And how fast did light come? It came immediately. Amen. So you can tell depression, get off of me. Huh? That you're not going to be oppressed. You're not going to be depressed. Suppressed, if that's the word. Amen. But you're going to look in the Bible and be impressed. You ought to be impressed with the righteousness of God. You ought to really be impressed because uh, he imputed his, his, he imputed his righteousness to you. So do you know what you're carrying around in this earthen vessel? You say, well, I'm, I'm Sam or George boy. Frank's girl. Well, that, that's, that's Alabama talk. But the Bible says, but you're, you're the family of God. That you've been begotten, born of God. Who's your daddy? Glory to God. Amen. You, tell, you say, you want to mess with me? He says, you fixed to meet my daddy. Glory to God. And wait till you meet my daddy's son, which is my brother. And you think that's something. You wait till the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. So why the name Ghost? That was to scare other people. Praise God. <laughs> He's Holy Spirit to you and to those who want to mess with you. Ghost. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know if you could find that in the Bible. That's just kind of the, the West translation, not the West, but the West translation. It may be the reverse instead of the revised translation. Uh, at prayer Wednesday night, um, I read a prophecy. I'm going to read it again this morning. The Lord said, I don't need you to be in a series right now. He says, I have an agenda and I'm waking up people all over the world. We're not here to talk about political things, although they'll play out that way. We're here to talk about kingdom things. And so how you listen this morning, I want you to listen with spiritual ears. Amen. So, um, you know, we, 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 we probably already know who we're going to vote for. You, do you need to see another debate to, to figure this thing out? Most people don't, do they? And so we can't vote by personality, but you ought to at least read the platforms of, of what each party stands for and forget the personality. You know, God didn't call an evangelist in chief or a pastor in chief. Amen. And so the scripture says, <clears throat> the power doesn't, God will uh, get promotion. He says he'll raise one up and set another one down. And that's of his choosing. So what happened uh, Wednesday, and those who um, was here Wednesday for prayer, uh, just bear with me through this. 
But I want to read to you a prophecy, and it's available if you want it. We'll have to get some copies of it. It's, um, it's, it's kind of lengthy. Amen. Would that be okay with y'all? Hey, Miss Ruth. What a testimony to the power of God. Amen. She started off in the hospital sitting out there. Woo, I think I'm going to shout. Now, the reason if you didn't shout is because you weren't in the hospital. <laughs> they didn't tell you what they told her. Amen. So you are healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Everything that needs to be corrected is being corrected while you sit there. Amen. The anointing is removing every burden. Y'all catch this too. Every burden and every yoke is being destroyed. When your yokes come to meet the anointing, it's like a lightweight going into a heavyweight boxing match. Amen. No comparison. No comparison. No comparison. So you're winning on every side. The blood's been applied. You won't be denied. Hallelujah. You're in a new covenant with better promises. So get ready for gifts and surprises laid in your path. Get ready for astonishing words from the medical people. Amen. They'll just say, sometimes they don't know what to say. Yeah. So y'all didn't get that on Facebook, but she, she had a procedure done, had a blood clot on the heart, so to speak, and uh, was going to have to have some serious work done. But they said her heart healed itself. Oh, yeah, it always does that. <laughs> and, uh, well, let's just say it had a lot of help. Amen. So turn around. Y'all say turn around. And for our nation, there's going to be a turnaround. So what happened uh, Wednesday morning, I was, uh, I was at home and I was getting ready to go into my office. And, um, and when I got in there, um, for me, I'll just explain it this way. For me, a, a, um, a, a sense of urgency came upon me and I sat down in my chair and I began to pray in the spirit uh, pretty boldly and for quite some time. And to me, it was a diver tongue or different than I'm used to. I mean, there, there was the language, the dialect was different than what I'm used to, the words that, that I speak. I'm not talking about language. Y'all know what I'm talking about in the spirit. And so when that period was over, I just knew real quickly to get a pen and a piece of paper. And when I did, I wrote down just as fast as I could write. write and I, I told, I said, Holy Spirit, I, I don't know shorthand. Please slow down. And uh, I don't think he did at all, or he just speeded me up. So I had to rewrite it as soon as I got it because I couldn't read my own writing. It was so fast. And most people want to, can't read my writing when I'm not going fast. And so, uh, so anyway, I got it typed out here. And uh, so um, I'm gonna, can I read it to you? Yes. So this happened Wednesday morning. Actually, it was about 1030 in the morning, October the 7th. And he said, and here goes, says, there's been a spiritual drought in my people, which has caused many to be barren and fruitless. It grieves me when I see how many of my children have allowed their lives to become so distracted and listless 
And they're listening to voices and they hear voices that are not my own because they are dull of hearing. I have, but I have a remnant. Many that have not turned and they are enduring and they are prevailing through the season where others have turned aside, causing the enemy to have them look at the things that pertain to the world, the things of the flesh, thereby fulfilling the lust and the desires of the flesh. But I am reaching out to them. And because of my love and mercy to them in ways that will not be seen or detected by natural senses, I say many of these will repent and many will awake and arise and come back and they'll take their place in sonship, sonship where they belong. Others will continue on a path that leads to destruction and to shame. I've said in my word, seek those things which are above and not of this world. Set your affection not on the things of this world. Mortify, deaden, and deprive the flesh of ruling your thoughts or, or your life, ruling your life, your thoughts, your imaginations, your body, your words, and your actions. Keep your focus and attention on me and walk with me this day. For this is the day and time of great supernatural occurrences that are taking place throughout the earth. I am positioning you for your assignment as I have already prepared you for the day in which you live. Do not listen to the voices and believe the voices or images that you hear or see in the media, for they are forecasting information from, other, from another source, which is not of me. Do not believe their predictions, for they speak lies, and soon my truth shall come to the light. As you pray, pray in the authority of the name of Jesus. For I said by the prophet Isaiah, of his government there will be no end. Principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness, and high places shall be stripped, and their plans and strategies will not prevail. For I have spoken, and I have drawn the line, and so I declare that Satan and his cohorts shall not advance in, in this battle. My son is the head of this church, and you are those of his body, and together you are one with him, and you are one with me. As my church prays in the authority of Jesus' name, you will see with your own eyes many occurrences take place. You will see it in the spirit, and then you will see it with your natural eyes. Our things are shifting quickly all around as I move by my spirit through my body and as you pray out my plans. I'll tell you now, I'll tell you beforehand so that when you hear it and you see it in the news, you will know that I shared with you my plans for you and I are partners together. Know this, I have surprises that are already in place in states and regions that no one would believe could ever happen, and they shall soon see soon as these states flip, and no one knew it would or could happen or could be possible. The media will have to report this, but they will report it with great hate and disdain the results that will take place. For who I have chosen, who I have appointed, and who I have anointed, I say no man will refuse and no man will remove him. For the position and the seat of authority they occupy is by my choice and by my design. And I am God and there is no other. For, I, for what I have planned for the United States and for the nations, no man will stop me for all that I am doing in your day. Do not be afraid of the violence or the burning that you see in the cities or the shootings in the streets of your nation. Give this no place or thought for they are workers of iniquity and they are only pawns in Satan's hands. You will see this more before the election 
your election day, and you will see it afterwards, after the election, because of the hate and the frustration of Satan and demons in hell, which cannot stop or overthrow my kingdom in the earth. As you pray, I say to you, be bold and be confident and pray with complete and absolute authority. Now listen to me. I say pray in my son's name. In the name of Jesus. And then highly exalt his name and you will see his righteous hand rule and reign this day. My hand is upon the Oval Office of the United States. My hand's on the Senate. My hand's upon the House of Representatives. My hand's upon the Supreme, Supreme Court. My hand's upon the governors. My hand's upon the judicial judges that would change the landscape of your nation for years to come. My hand is upon the military. My hand is upon the law enforcement. And with a powerful and steady hand, you will see peace restored in your nation. Corruption that has taken place for years upon years through previous administrations, I will expose and I will bring to the light. For in my mercy, I've given them time and I've saved much time to repent. Some have and some still will, but many refuse. So I will judge them righteously for what they have sown and I will give them over to the harvest of their own seed. And I will cleanse this nation of her sins and I will make her fruitful again. At the same time, this is happening in the nation simultaneously, it will duplicate in the church. Some who have strayed will repent, they'll come back. Some who've sown to the flesh have reaped destruction, but not ruin, and they will with great sorrow repent, and I will restore them. Sadly, there are those who are stiff-necked, and they rebel, and they will not turn from their unrighteous ways, for they are filled with pride. And I will deal with them by removing their candlestick, which is their influence, and they will be removed, and they will be replaced, and they will be forgotten. America will be revived. America will be restored. America will be one nation under God. America will rise and shine with my glory, and my glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Now is the time, I say do not delay. I require of you a decision. I require each of you a decision, and your decision will be recorded in the book of remembrance. Will you stand with me in righteousness? Will you walk with me each day? Will you go willingly where I lead you? In my presence you will know my peace and my joy. You shall shine. Today I require a decision from each of you. There is a decision before you as in my word. Choose life or death, blessing or cursing. Choose life, right, or death, blessing or cursing. Choose life and you shall reap a destiny and a harvest of souls too numerous to count. Amen. Now last week we, we were talking about uh, ruling and reigning with Christ. And I'm going to ask Kristen to come and she's going to read a uh, I don't know if it came out of that. She'll tell you. I don't know if it was at home or church or whatever. But she had a prophetical word and this happens with her quite often. But it came out of that, and, and it'll add to what we're doing today. So I want to just come up here and quickly uh, read that, if you will. Yeah, it, last Sunday when Pastor Billings was speaking, he gave individual words for some of you. And then, I don't know if you remember him talking about, he said that as he ministered, everybody would hear something. And shortly after, 
I, I got this. And he said, let the weak say I'm strong. And then we all said, I am strong. And then I continued to hear more after, and this is what he said. Let the weak say I'm strong. I am strong. And when I listen to the inward witness, I can't go wrong. As I awake each morning, he gives me a brand new song. And all of this enduring, it doesn't seem so long, because my best friend's always here, and he's cheering me on. I will see this through. I will run my race. I won't back down when challenges stare me in the face. So put your armor on. When the enemy strikes, do not flinch. Do not be afraid of anything. Holy helper will get you out of every pinch. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God said apart ones, you're a Holy Ghost filling station. Hold your head up, throw your shoulders back. You've got plenty on defense. Time to execute an offensive attack. That is when you will recover all, and no good thing shall you lack. My word is voice activated. It's about time you participated. Stop crying, stop whining, stop feeling sorry for you. The blood of Jesus far exceeds all the hell you've gone through. I'm your helper, your strengthener, your standby, your best and closest friend. I will not relax my hold. No, I'll see you to the end. Time is short. Know your race. Know your grace. Do not get lazy. Stay in your place. Protect the seed. Pay utmost attention to what you hear. For your harvest is shooting up, and you want full corn in the ear. So keep on keeping on, for you are well able to overcome anything. And Jesus will be exalted by the glory your story will bring. <clears throat> Well, I believe he wants us to win. What would you think? <clears throat> Amen. We're going to take just a few minutes now. And I'll, if I'd like to, if, if, if we have time, uh, I'd like for us, uh, after our broadcast, just to, just to pray for a few minutes. We prayed on uh, Wednesday, and we'll play, the, like Michelle said, the last Wednesday of the month. Um, but sometimes some of you can't make it on Wednesday. So if we have a few minutes this morning, we'll, just, we'll end the service that way, if that's okay with y'all. I'm simply going to read to you some verses. You won't have time to turn to all of them, uh, but you heard all of them. I will give you the scripture references because I don't, I don't make up stuff. Amen. You know, a, a lot of our preaching, and me included, we, of course, we build it around the word, and, but a lot of times we, we have about 5 or 10% scriptures, then we have a lot of uh, expository from the, the person who's doing the preaching. So we have less word and we have more, sometimes we have more man's thoughts. And I don't mean that our man's thoughts uh, aren't in line with what they're preaching, but sometimes we get more of the man than we get of the scripture. You know, when you think about the book of Revelation, and some people stay far away from it because they say, I mean, who can understand it? Well, <clears throat> we, are, we all can understand it. I mean, why would God, God write a book that you can't understand and then call it Revelation? <laughs> Something to be revealed, right? <clears throat> but but uh, the reason I brought that up, he says, blessed is he who reads it. He didn't say if you read it and understood it. He said, you just get a blessing if you read it. <clears throat> so I, I, I'm going to read some scriptures to you. We may expound on some areas, but we're going to cover some ground fast because I really uh, want us to be able to pray. Um, the, the prophecy that came to me, there was two main points that, that, that uh, stuck with me that I know he dealt with me strongly, and that was the name of Jesus that came on me so strong during that prophecy that at the end, he said, I require of you a decision, and your decision, what you're going to do about this, he said, I'm going to put it in the book of remembrance. 
In other words, we're going to talk about this again. God has a plan for this nation, but so does the enemy. And so we have the responsibility as the church to align ourselves with the kingdom and, and, uh, and God's way of doing things. So I'm simply going to uh, do some things. Uh, this is not even, this is a, a one of the many manuals that Pastor Buzzy Sutherland, um, he, was, he had four or five men, his whole message was about in Christ things. But he had one, these were called meditation manuals. Um, you can't buy them anymore, but his associate pastor, who now pastors the church, has a website with many of his sermons on it. And uh, he, he took all the epistles and then took several translations of different scriptures and, you know, and gave you just different uh, uh, references to different scriptures. But anyway, this one's called The Name of Jesus. And I didn't see any way to improve on it, so I just thought I'd read it because I'm not looking for credit. I'm looking for results. So it goes on to say the name of Jesus is your power of attorney. Now we know that. We won't go there from Matthew 28. We know that. From Matthew 16, we know that. Both those scriptures include this where they say, go in my name. This is given the church, the believers, the right and privilege to exercise Jesus' power here on the earth. All power is given us in heaven and in earth. And then he gives us a definition of a power of attorney. It said, power of attorney simply means as my appointed deputy, my lawful agent with power of attorney to use my name for me and in my name, in my place, and in my stead to manage all my business and affairs here in the earth. I hereby give and grant to said attorney full power and authority to perform every act, whatever to be done, in the premises as fully as I might, as if personally present. So he gives some references uh, to this in Ephesians 3. If you'll, uh, let's go there real quickly. Ephesians chapter 3, we'll look at some of these verses. Uh, or you can listen, Ephesians 3, 14 and 15, uh, where Paul prayed this church of the church at Ephesus. He said, for our cause... For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family <clears throat> in heaven and earth is named. So here we see the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family. Now, God has one family, right? But the family is in two places. How many have a loved one who's not on the earth, but, but they're, not, they're in heaven? We, we, we kind of say it this way. I, I lost mama or daddy or sister or child. Well, if they're born again, you, they're not really lost. Right. Amen. Amen. I can tell you one thing. They're in better shape than you are. <laughs> Amen. I was just thinking the other day how much younger my parents are than me. I thought, you know, that, that ain't right. <laughs> Amen. They can walk through walls. And I'm like trying to get to the kitchen. Hallelujah. So... <laughs> Ah, uh, so, but our day's coming. Now, so go to Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll see it even better here. Where Paul uh, compares marriage to the church and to the glorious church. And we'll start reading in Ephesians 5 and verse uh, 8, I think. Probably start verse 8 through 17. 
He says, for we were some, um, for we were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light for the fruit of the, of the spirit and all godliness. Um, hang on just a second. No, 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 no. Hmm. Ephesians 4, I'm sorry. Ephesians 4. Man, that's my first mistake of the year. I try to get to all the way to the end. <laughs> Praise the Lord every year. I get so close. I mean, made it to October. Last year, I made it right till December the 4th. I almost had a perfect year. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Ephesians 4. Verse 8. Wherefore he saith when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. But now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended, which is far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and to the edifying of the body of Christ for this purpose, that we all come in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Uh, they go, we went on to say, but speaking the truth of love, we grow up into Him. Not into church, not into a denomination. We are growing up into Him, Amen. which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by which every joint supplieth. In other words, this is not something, well, we're going to go see what pastors got. Well, how about you? I'm not every joint. Are you? No, you're, 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 you're part of the body. You're a member of the body. And so Paul makes an analogy in the book of Corinthians about, you know, to the body of Christ, to a physical body where a, you know, your physical body has many, many, many parts. You know, there's, it's, it's a... Did you know your body has over 12 billion nerves in it? You're pretty, you're pretty a complex mechanism, aren't you? And with just a, a handful of them getting the wrong place, they'll talk to you. <laughs> so you're talking about a highway. I'll have to look that up. It's either 7 billion or 12 billion, so, I, so forgive me if I, if I added 5, but uh, it may be just a little bit of 7 billion. I'm, I'm not sure. That's a highway going through your body. Amen. So uh, the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are God's treasure. Man, God thinks, you know, don't ever put yourself down. Don't have a poor self-image. Really, you, you know, you, you're the workmanship of God. So when you put yourself down, you're putting down the handiwork of God. You ought to, you ought to at least like you. Amen. How many like yourself? Amen. How many you're still, you're trying to? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get other people like you if you don't like yourself. Well, if you love the Lord, you ought to, you ought to love his creation, including yourself. Amen. Amen. So, 
if you don't love, like me or love me, it's just you don't know me. Because to know me is to what? Love me. Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, <laughs> amen. So he, he talked about the gifts that he gave to the church. And uh, how that when we do this, that we, we, we come together in him. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, it's, uh, verse uh, 20. It says, giving thanks for all things unto God and the Father. And the, do it how? We give thanks to the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of the Lord. Now, through years of counseling, I'll say this jokingly, especially if it comes to marriage counseling, verse 22 is the only verse that some men knows in the Bible. Where it says, husbands, or it says, uh, wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. But the verse before that we just read, says submitting yourself one to another. Amen. Not her just submitted to you, but submitted one to another. And notice it said, and, I, and we're not talking about husband and wives, but, but Paul's making an analogy about being in Christ, in the Father, and in the Son, in the name of Jesus. Uh, and so he says, wives, submit yourself to your own husband as unto the Lord. Notice he, had, he added, you do this as unto the Lord. Sometimes you, you have to do it that way. Yes, I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to do this as unto the Lord. I'm not... Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I'm doing this as unto the Lord. Amen. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and the Savior of the body. Therefore, as Christ is subject, as the church, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let your wives be unto their own husbands. Husbands, love your wives. There's not really a scripture that tells the wife to love the husband. But, you, you know, I think you should <laughs> It'll make it easier as you go along. But there really is the scripture that does it, other than, you know, just we know we're supposed to love one another. But here, in the relationship, it says the husband's supposed to love his wife, and then he tells us how to do it. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So I don't know how you fall out of love. Well, I, I do know how it happens. It didn't happen in one day. It happened as you wasn't paying attention to the scriptures and who you are and him, who she is in you and not loving one another as Christ loved the church. Because the reason why Christ had to die for the church is because we was lost. We could say it this way. You was dead wrong. We were wrong. And Jesus went to the cross to right the wrong, to reconcile us, bring us back to, bring us back to God, to restore the family. So he told me to love my wife the same way that he loves his church. And, and how did Jesus do it? By giving himself. So what as the, as the, and I don't want to teach on this, but here I am. But husband, I'm to give myself to my wife the same way that Christ gave himself to the church. Husband, if you love your wife the way Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, she'll have no problem submitting to that. She's not supposed to submit to someone who's not submitted to the Lord. Now, she she's, to, she's to love him and respect him and honor him and pray for him. 
But if, but if, if I was the wife and, and, uh, my, and, and the husband said, we're going to go knock off the, uh, you know, the gas station down here. She said, well, I got to submit. No, I don't, I don't think so. Right? I mean, if, you're, if your wife's an Auburn fan and you're, you're an Alabama fan and you tell her you're going to be an Alabama fan, you might get a little kickback. As of yesterday, I ain't a fan of either one of them. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that was. Praise the Lord. My gosh, I'm going to go back and just read my Bible. Forget all that. Hallelujah. Definitely miss spring practice, I can tell you that. Missed a whole lot of stuff. This is the ball. <laughs> anyway, let, get, let me get off that. Hallelujah. I can score more than you can. <laughs> Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> so the name of Jesus is powerful, isn't it? Yes. Say powerful. powerful. Say powerful. powerful. Mm. I told Michelle this <clears throat> back in 05 when I was in Tuscaloosa with the Billings. I taught healing school every Tuesday. And uh, there at the church, and we had people who came who needed healing, did that every Tuesday. And... Uh, one of those, one of those, that was 2005, one of those days, I was, I was preaching on the name of Jesus. So I've been, you know, been meditating on it all week and uh, taught my lesson, prayed for some people, people got healed and that was good. And I was headed back home, but I, I had, I don't know what I was doing. I stopped off at the mall there on McFarland, the, the old one. I, that's way before they built all the, all the other stuff, all the new malls, the university mall on McFarland. And I went in there find something. And uh, so I, I started to go back out of the mall and I went through Sears and uh, to get out into the park lot. And I went through the uh, uh, parts department, you know, where they work on sell lawnmowers and all that. And some woman was at the counter and I'm just walking out. I ain't paying no attention to nothing. Just going to walk out, get in, go to the park lot, get my car, go home. And some woman said, uh, how much? How much is the price on new tires in my lawnmower? And he told her like four or $500. And she said, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I guess she thought that was a little high. <laughs> That's, I guess, the interpretation. I, I looked around. Said, okay. She said, Lord Jesus. Said, How much? And uh, I got in the car. And one thing, not about it. And just as... To me, it wasn't audible, but it was almost, it was, almost, it was so strong. I, I looked around to see if someone was in the car with me. He said, that's exactly why my name don't work for them. Because they belittled it down to tractor tires. So we can get so used to, well, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, praise the Lord, Jesus' name, that we forget the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. So, it's so powerful. So the early church and actually the apostles did supernatural feats in the name of Jesus. And the name hasn't lost any of its power. Just think about it. Bible hadn't changed. Holy Spirit didn't change. I mean, he's, he, he's, not, on, he's not on retirement. I mean, he, they, they all might be old, but they're not, you know. And we got a new generation to teach. I was, uh, I was at an appointment this week. Therapy and, and, 
And uh, it was funny. She was, <clears throat> girl said, come on back and we'll hook you up. And I said, fine. And uh, so I was messing with one of the, the physical therapists. I said, are you helping people or hurting them again? And, <laughs> and he said, oh, we're just celebrating her birthday. So the girl started working about a month ago. And I said, she, I said uh, so it's your birthday? She, uh, she said, yeah. I said, how old? She said, I'm going to be... I'm going to be 19. And I said, she said, I'm getting old. She was just playing with me. <clears throat> you know, she's a nice, pretty girl, had blonde hair. And she said, uh, and I said, well, maybe you should uh, go stand by the mailbox and wait for your Social Security check. <laughs> she said, what's that? <laughs> I said, Social Security check? She said, I never heard of that. And I'm thinking, well, they're trying to take mine away. Because <laughs> generations before we're already spent it. <laughs> or they tell me I need to work to 100 too, you know, something like that. Anyway, uh, so the physical trainer said, he said, you ain't heard nothing yet. He said, tell me about your car. She says, quit making fun of me about that. She says, well, I don't know. And the physical trainer's name's Matt. And, and he says, no, I'll tell him. He says, he says, tell Mr. West what you asked me uh, yesterday. She says, well, I didn't know. I mean, how am I going to know I'm a girl? She said, I, I, Bill, you're going to like this. She probably heard it. She said, my, my turn signals are getting real slow. So I pulled in there somewhere and asked them where they checked my blinker fluid. Because <laughs> 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 that turn signal then got real slow. She said, must be low on fluid. Needs some more blinker fluid. I said, they'll probably send you some with your social security check. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't think it had nothing to do with her being blonde. See, I don't, I don't know just how to live. That's just how it kind of worked out. So it glorifies God when we use the name of Jesus. God gets the glory for it. When we glorify his name against anything of Satan. Now, Satan knows the power that's in the name of Jesus, and he knows that authority that we have to use his name. He also knows, Satan also knows that he has to flee from you when the name is used. He knows he has to, but he knows whether you know he has to. See? His only hope is to keep us ignorant of the authority in his name and try to cause doubt to come to Christians about their authority in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus is the most powerful weapon that in the Christian's arsenal. Glory to God. In your arsenal, we have the name of Jesus. God's intention for the born again is for them to walk in the power of Almighty God, just like Jesus. And he said, parentheses, nothing less. Nothing less. Whatever Jesus did, we're supposed to do in his name. Nothing less. Before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, there'll be a mighty army of believers who will know who they are in Christ and they'll know their authority in the name of Jesus and they shall reign in life over every circumstance, over every problem. They'll reign over every sickness and anything of the enemy, just like Jesus did. Because in John 4, 17, 1 John, it says, As He is, so are we in this world now. Someone say now. now. It didn't say as He's in heaven, as He was, as He is so are we in this earth, in the world, right? Now, now, how, now, how is he? 
So that'd be the question, right? Well, how's Jesus doing? Because if you know how Jesus is doing, now you know how you're doing. Y'all got quiet on me right there. You said, no. Now, see, now, see, you, 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 you're thinking about your finances and you're thinking about your body and you're thinking about this, that, and the other. No, this ain't matching up. Well, this is how you get a match. This is how you get a match. Most of you, the only reason you're having trouble right now, you know, this ain't for everybody, but listen, this just came to me. The reason why some of you have so much trouble right now, or me, or, or anybody, is because you've already broke through. That's why you're having so much trouble. That's the, that's, that's the Holy Ghost just said that. Now, uh, and, and when I said that, he just gave me the explanation. Mark 4 says, when the word's sown, Satan comes to me to steal the word. He don't wait, he don't wait two weeks later. Because the seed it turns into a what? A harvest. So he's, he's against your harvest. So it says he comes, he comes immediately to steal the word so he can get the harvest. So the reason why you're having so much problem, and this is, I just heard this by the Holy Ghost. He said, you broke through because the scripture says, he says, uh, when the seed goes into good ground, when it hits good, now there's three grounds that hit every, and here's what y'all know about that. Every time, even though three of them didn't receive anything, the seed only knows how to do one thing, that's grow. And the seed determines what's going to be grown, not the earth. If you put squash into the ground, the ground don't say, well, now let's grow cucumbers instead. <laughs> the seed has dominion over the soil. Not the soil over the seed. So what you're sowing mm -hmm. is what you're going to harvest. So he said the reason why you're having so much depression or anxiety or stress or things going on in your life, your body, how it's playing out, he says, it's because you held the word and he couldn't steal it and now you done broke through. Hallelujah. First the blade, then the ear, and the full corner in the ear. So you, you broke through and he's like, I, I need to get that. It's broke through now. Hang, hang on to that word. Hang on to that, that scripture. Hang on to what he's telling you. Don't let it go. You command those circumstances to get under your feet in the powerful, mighty, majestic, holy name of Jesus. And those demons will flee in the name of Jesus. Then you'll go from a blade and you'll get a stalk. And that stalk will be stronger than the blade. Then you'll start growing fruit. And you'll be fruity again. Amen. He wants you to be fruity. Not goofy. Fruitful. Fruitful. Blessed. So it's not that it's not working. It's the other way around. It is working. Amen. That's why, that's why all the attack is working. Satan don't bother anyone who's not a threat to him because he don't have time. He's overworked and way underpaid. Praise the Lord. And he can't hire nobody else. And demons don't have children. Right? And the, the angels of God that didn't turn and rebel against God way outnumber Satan's angels. So you say, well, the devil's bothered me. He, he probably is nowhere around you. He, he might be over in Tanzania. So he has some little imp over here. Just, you ever had a gnat like this? You, you, you ever get gnats? They just, they, they just get in your face like that? 
They're aggravating, aren't they? And that's all that they are. I, I know we went to Paris Island when Taylor graduated from the Marines and uh, parked the car and walked a long way and went, went through the whole, the, the, the whole graduation. And somehow, well, we, 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 cracked, we cracked the windows that, that much because it was a hot day <clears throat> in Paris Island. And we got back in the car and uh, Taylor sitting in the front with me, you know, just come out of boot camp and uh, he's feeling his oats, you know. And so he, all these gnats was in the car. And I was going down the road going like this. And he says, he said, Dad, what you doing? I said, there's gnats all in the car. I said, y'all. I says, uh, I guess parked in that field. He said, oh, yeah, that, they're, they're there on purpose. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the grass stays high there, and we have to lay in the field with gnats in our face, and we're not allowed, we're not allowed to go like this. So we had to sit there for an hour and just let gnats do what gnats do. He said, why are you paying it so much attention? I said, shut up. <laughs> A 20-year-old don't tell me anything. <clears throat> feeding you pears and applesauce and with a little, you know, cleaning diapers out. You cannot tell me. <clears throat> so, so one of their mantras, you know, the Marines is, Pain is weakness leaving our body. You know that one? You ever heard that one? Pain is weakness leaving your body. I mean, like, well, if that's true, I'm telling you what. I mean, there's some good things going on right now. <laughs> and uh, uh, so he got home and all his cousins were there and they was outside playing football. And they was having a fun time. You know, all his cousins came. A bunch of guys out in the field. Uh, Matt was out there. I got pictures. Matt was out there. Um, <clears throat> Matt's just half the man he was in them pictures. And uh, I looked at him the other day. And um, Taylor got hit by the football. Well, I'll just say right below the belt. And it wasn't a lobbing pass. It was straightforward. And he went, mm, mm. and I walked up behind him because I knew what happened to him. I said, hey, Pain is just weakness leaving your body. <laughs> he wanted to say shut up, but he knew better. <laughs> I know you women don't know about that, but it's, uh, but y'all, I mean, it's nothing compared to crazy childbirth, but uh, that could stop children. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. How come me to get off on that? Y'all keep pulling me off. Glory to God. So as he is, so are we. Now, so because of this, what Jesus did, this could be some of our confessions. I have confessed Jesus as Lord, and I'm saved in Jesus' name. How many say you're saved? Yeah. Man, if it's over day, you out of here. Yeah. You won't show up for work tomorrow. I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. So my, faith, my salvation is sure in Jesus' name. I believe in Jesus' name, and I become a son of the living God. Jesus' name was given as a conqueror. All power is behind that name, and I have a right to use the name. Every knee has to bow in the name of Jesus in heaven and earth because we have the legal right to use the name. It's legal. Legal. I can do the work that Jesus did in his name. Jesus' name is my family name. I have a right to use it as much as I have a right to use my earthly father's name. That's good. There's healing in Jesus' name. I lay hands on the sick, and they're healed in Jesus' name. Demons have to flee when I use the name of Jesus. 
They run when I use the name of Jesus. Poverty has to bow its knees to the name of Jesus. How do you like that one? Poverty has to bow its knees. Jesus gave me a power of attorney to use his name. I exercise all authority in his name. I am in Jesus. He's in me. I can do all things through him. I'm in Christ and have put on his qualities. The name is mine because Jesus gave it to me. So I'm bold. That's what, that, that's what he gave me. He says, use his name. He says, be bold. Be bold. So use his name. So he says, I'm bold to use the name of Jesus. I know what's back in that name. Heaven itself is upholding his name. So tell, tell your body, sickness, you're off limits to sickness in the name of Jesus. The power, the wealth, and the glory of God is back in the name of Jesus. Now I'm just going to throw some scriptures at you real fast. You ready for them? Don't turn any of them. You ain't got time. His name was given in prophecy before he was born to the earth. In Isaiah 9, 6, uh, the King James said, For unto us a child is born, and unto us is given and the government shall be upon his soldier. Now we're talking about our nation, an election, and a government. So the prophecy by Isaiah said, a child will be born unto us, but unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his arms, or in his name, should be called, his name's called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. This government has never ended. Never ended. And when we all go to heaven and have the marriage supper of the Lamb for seven years and you get rewards, you go to the Bema Seat of Christ, which is the judgment seat of Christ, the judgment for you is rewards. It's not sin. Jesus already took care of all your sin forever. So when you go before God, it's just for rewards. That sets you at ease. Because my... My grandmama didn't tell me that. She said, the Lord going to get you, boy. <laughs> she was keeping me in, in line best she could. But I didn't really ever do anything wrong. But I had brothers and sisters. And I, she was, anyway, hallelujah. <laughs> Through his birth, it was said, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. You know, Mary and Joseph didn't think up a name. They were told. I mean, they didn't say, you want to call him Harold? Frank? Billy Bob? Angel says, no. <laughs> his name is going to be Jesus. Because he is the one who is to save his people from their sins. Amen. Now, here's what we have about the name of Jesus before demons. I'm just picking out some things here. Luke 10, 17, when Jesus sent out, remember he sent out... Um, Disciples, and they sent out 70 more. It says, And the, the 70 returned with joy to Jesus, saying, Lord, that even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Man, they came back rejoicing, saying, Man, we've been casting out devils. People are like, Wow, wow. And he says, and we, and we just cast them out. Man, that was a lot of fun. And Jesus said, I don't rejoice over that. He said, Don't make a big deal about that. He says, he said, that's no big deal. He said, if you want to rejoice, rejoice that your name's written down in the book of heaven, in the book of life. Amen. Amen. The 20th century said, Master, even the demons submit to us when we use your name. Do you think that stopped? So I'm telling you, the church, 
The master said the demons will submit to us even when we use his name. In Luke 10, 19, he said, Behold, I give you power, and you're going to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Amen. Glory to God. Nothing, nothing, nothing's going to hurt you. Nothing's going to hurt you. Y'all say that with me. Nothing's going to hurt me. You want to stir some of this stuff up? Praise the Lord. I can't stir you. Well, I can. I mean, if I come back to you, I'm going to do it. Praise the Lord. Amen. You got to stir yourself on. I got, I, got the, I got the name of Jesus. Glory to God. The name that's above every name. Praise God. Praise God. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The name of Jesus. What's it doing? Healing people's bodies right now. I don't even have to lay hands on you. You're, you're being healed right now in the name of Jesus right there where you're sitting. Things are just are, are just being uprooted out of your life right now in the name of Jesus. Are y'all here? In the name of Jesus. Things are being changed and being rearranged in the name of Jesus. Anytime you preach the name of Jesus, you always have visited. You always have angels always around. Hallelujah. See, when we're singing songs about who we are in Christ and we're singing, you know, we're singing about uh, us being believers, children of God, the angels are happy for us, but they can't get involved in that because they're not. They weren't created for that purpose. You're created on a higher order than an angel. Amen. So, you know, I, and not picking on people, but sometimes to explain when, when someone dies and they're young and they say, well, God need another angel. That's, that, 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 there's nothing in the Bible to support that. God, God didn't take someone to make him an angel. I, I mean, I don't mean to make you mad, but if you go to heaven one day and God makes you an angel, you just got demoted. <laughs> the Bible says angels are here on the earth and they're ministering to the heirs of salvation. Amen. And we thank God for them. Amen. Uh, in the Psalms, it said those who excel in strength about the angels, they hearken into the voice of the word. But they need some word to work with. It's got, to, it's got to be in line with God's word. You can't, you can't be in a situation to say, what does the Bible say about this? You need to be saying what the Bible says about this instead of saying what does the Bible say about this. That means you've, you, you've come into alignment with the word of God. I mean, when you, when you agree with God, God says, now, 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 we, now you're smart. Now you're talking smart. Now, now the angels have something to work with. I mean, if you get up in the morning, so I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm just wore out. It ain't going to be a good day. I had a rotten day. And I just don't even feel lucky. Well, the, the Lord didn't promise you no luck. He did promise you there's going to be some tests and trials along the way. He said, bah, I had a gnats. Gnats. Amen. So, what you're presently giving your attention to is what's ruling your emotions. Whatever's got your focus has got your emotions. Whatever has your emotions will get your tongue. Hmm? Whatever is invading your life and gets into the 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 solace part of your of, of your of your thinking, your that part of it, you know, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Eventually, it's going to find its way to your mouth. And that's why he said in the book of James, he said, James said, uh, if a man, a man can be perfect if, if he can rule his words. It's in the Bible. 
A man could be a perfect man if he'll rule his tongue. He said, but the tongue is the most ungodly thing and member of the entire body. He said, it can set a whole forest on fire. In other words, your tongue can work wonders or your tongue can work blunders. Because Jesus said, you're going to have what you say. Hmm? Whether you like it or not, words, words are ruling your life. You had no choice about that because he said it was. Genesis 1, how he created the world. Hebrews 11, 2 said, God framed this world with words. What does that mean? That means you're framing your word with words. The world that, the world that you're living now in is what you've been framing with your mouth Amen. for quite some time. Amen. You're living in today in yesterday's language. Amen. Amen. So Paul said, if you don't like the direction of your life, in James 3, he says, he likened it to a horse. He said, just put, he said, uh, you put a bridle upon a horse to do what? To put pressure on its, on its mouth. Because here you are, you may be 150 pounds, and you get on a horse that may be 700 to 1,000 pounds. And, uh, you know, what's a 150-pound person going to tell an 800-pound horse to go do? Not much. But if you put a bridle on it and you put some pressure on that tongue, that horse will get thinking like you will. That horse will I'm going to go over here to the right. But if you want to go to the left, you put, you put a little pressure on it and say, oh, he says, I'll go to the right tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the way it works? Yeah. I mean, Pam could give her, come up here and she's dealt with horses all of her life. I don't know anything about them. <clears throat> I, I, I'm scared of them. At least I admit it. My first experience was bad. I went, I went home with a friend, and he had a Shetland pony and had a fence and barn, and the barn door was open, and Shetland ponies. His papa was in there feeding, and he heard that bucket in there, and that Shetland pony took wide open for that barn. And I'm saying, whoa, 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 stop. I call him everything but a, a, a creation of God. <laughs> I didn't have no control of my tongue. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about this message. <laughs> so that pony never, ever, ever let up. It went through the barn wide open. It went in. I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't really been that fond of them. I think they're wonderful and, and majestic and... But, you know, I got hurt. The barn door was big enough for him, but not he and me. I mean, it's like watching the, what's his name, the coyote and the roadrunner. Beep, beep, you know, and, he's, and you see coyote just, you know, squashed up against the wall or something. <laughs> yeah, the shit was like, beep, beep. <laughs> hurt, man. Whew. He sent his disciples out. He said, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. He said, raise the dead. How would you like that? But one disciple of Jesus, he says, all right, now, now, he says, here, take this authority. He said, now, now go out there and heal them. He didn't say pray for them. Does that sound like he sent them out there and say, Lord, if it's your will, heal these people? He didn't say that. He never even said, there can't, you can't find one place in the scriptures where Jesus ever prayed for anyone that was sick. What, you know what he did? He healed them. He didn't pray that they'd be healed. He just healed them. So he said, here, you go out there and heal the sick. He said, if you run into people who have leprosy, he said, get them cleansed. 
Now, I'm reading you a scripture, but I want you to put yourself there. You're standing there with the 12 or the 70. He says, get out there and heal the sick. There'll be lepers out there. Cleanse them. You mean I, I need to be touching them? Yeah, I want them cleansed. Oh, don't, don't forget to put on your mask. Oh, no. No, he, no, he wasn't in there. He said, um, you're going to run into some devils out there. Devils? <laughs> Lord, I was just going to go to Target today and get me a new fishing rod. <laughs> and then go to Starbucks and get a coffee. No, you're going to go cast out devils. Oh, boy. <laughs> he said, and then uh, some of you are going to rock, run across some dead folks. He said, go ahead and raise them up. Anything else? Yeah, get with it. <laughs> Here, take my name. Take my authority. And they come back, and that's why they rejoice. And the, the 70 says, he says, man, we, we, we run into a whole herd of demons. We just cast them out, and they was running this way, and that was the wrong way. Uh, you know, Barmas over here, he raised up uh, someone from the dead, and Peter killed two men and then raised him up from the dead. <laughs> Peter would do that, you know. <laughs> and John was talking to him about, you know, you need to walk in love with Peter because John's gospel of love. And so they come back and he said, even the de devils are subject to his name. They were rejoicing. Amen. Why? Because we have his name. We have his authority. We are Christ in the earth. Amen. Let me skip way here. And said, so Acts 4 said, there's, there's, no, there's not salvation in any, any other name that men can be saved. And then if you go through uh, Romans, which I won't go through, he talks about baptism in his name. That when he was baptized, when he was immersed to mighty his death, you went down with him, didn't you? But when he was raised up, you came up with him. So you see, you've already died. There's no more, there's no more dying for you. You say, well, I'll die one day. No, you'll just depart. You've already done all the dying you're ever going to do. When he's born again, that's when you got killed. So why fear of death? You're not ever going to do it. There's not even going to be a split second between one breath here and one breath there. You'll never even know it. <clears throat> one day you'll be, if I'm still here in Jemison, I'll just have one breath and th then I'll be in heaven. And it's like, what happened? Well, hello. <laughs> awesome. So we have baptism in his name. And then we have, uh, what do we have here? Praise the Lord. There's so many things in the name of Jesus. We have the Great Commission. We're supposed to go out and preach the gospel to every creature, right? Supposed to uh, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There it is. Again, cast out devils. Speak with new tongues. If, you, if by the way, you take up a serpent by mistake, a snake, he says, I just shake it off. He said, can't not any deadly thing hurt you. Amen. Galatians 3.27 says, For many of you have been baptized into Christ, you've put on Christ. I like that. How many are you born again? Amen. Well, you, put on, you have put on Christ. What you wearing? I'm, wear, I went, I, I'm wearing my new wardrobe. Huh. It's, it's, the label is Christ apparel. <laughs> I'm putting on, you put on Christ. You put off the old man and you put on the new man. Praise the Lord. 
In Acts 13, said, God hath filled the same unto us, their children, and that he both raised up Jesus again. It is also written in the second psalm, You are my son, this day have I begotten you. In Hebrews 1, 4, said, But being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance, Jesus has obtained a more excellent name than they. And then Jesus got his name by conquest. Hebrews 2, 14 says, For then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Powerful scripture. That he himself, he took on as partakers of flesh and blood, he took part of the same. Where are flesh and blood? Christ came in a human body and had to be flesh and blood to pay the sin for all men. He couldn't come as God. He was God, but he was, he was man also. Right? And so he, he became flesh and bone. He became flesh and body. And he, he took that on himself. He says that through death, through his death, he has destroyed the power of death. That is the devil. So don't never feel fear death because he has already destroyed the spirit of death. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. The CB translation says, so that by dying, he might break the grip of the one who controls death. That's the devil. Jesus said, this ain't nothing. I'm gonna, he, and he, he broke his grip and he said, death, you're under their feet. You're under my feet, so they're under your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. The, uh, the gospel says that he might destroy and he dethroned the Lord of death, the devil. Hallelujah. Then Colossians 2.15 said he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. One more verse. Uh, Revelation 1.18, and we'll give a handout. Michelle, if you'll give that. Um, if a couple of you gentlemen will hand these to everyone, one of them, we're going to do this together. Everybody needs one. Revelation 1.18, he said, I am he that liveth and was dead. Anyone ever tell you that? Question, Revelation 1.18. Jesus makes the claim, I am he that liveth, I was dead. Anyone want to tell you that this week? Don't look at your thing right now. Don't look at your thing right now. Praise the Lord. Revelation 1.18, class. Jesus said, I am he that liveth, I was dead. That's a pretty big claim. Hmm? And behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and of death. Philippians 2.9 says, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that, which is above Every name. The last verse in Philippians 2, 2.10 said that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. Amen. Now, uh, you have this. Uh, Pastor Buzzy put something together. It's in my book. I think I have one. Yeah, there it is. Power of eternity. Everyone get it? Y'all understand what the power of eternity is, don't you? 
Well, here's your power of eternity in the spirit because of who you are in Christ. So we're going to pray in just a minute before we, uh, after we go live. And I'm going to encourage you to pray because what we're going to say about the power of eternity also applies to you where you are or in another country. If you're a believer, you have the keys. If you're a believer, you have the power to bind and loose. If, you have, if you're a believer, then you have authority in Jesus' name. So we're going to read this together. And I want you to insert your name there. Y'all ready? So this is the power of attorney. Know all men by these presents. Let's read it together. That I, Jesus, here appoint your name, air request, my lawful agent and attorney for me in my name, in my place, and in my stead to manage all my business and affairs. I hereby give and grant to said attorney full power and authority to perform every act whatsoever to be done in the premises as fully as I might if personally present. According to Galatians 2.20, the Christ is personally present in me. Colossians 1.27, Christ, the anointed one, is in me. In witness whereof, I set my hand and seal to this agreement, and it has been signed, sealed, and ratified by the court of the universe, and through my blood sprinkled on the mercy seat, signed by Jesus the Christ, which is the anointed one. Now, we have to make an acknowledgement of this, don't we? Because we are the what? We are the citizens of heaven of the kingdom of God. According to Philippians 3.20, we are citizens of a heavenly homeland. Man, where are you from? So because we are, this is what we're going to say with me. On this day appeared before the undersigned notary public who acknowledged that they had executed the foregoing power of attorney for the purposes and considerations set forth. Witness my hand this blank and blank day, so you, you, you can put in the, the date there. Maybe this is, maybe this is, he says, uh, in that prophecy, he says, uh, I require of you a decision. And what you decide will be put in the book of remembrance. We're going to, we're going to pray for just, just two, two, three, four minutes here. We're going to encourage you to pray for the, for the nation, for the election. Paul said that we should pray for those who are in authority over us. We're going to pray for the president. We're going to pray concerning God's purpose in this nation uh, of what's upcoming. Because <clears throat> you can hear prophecies and say, well, so-and-so is going to win. So-and-so is going to win. Lord, show me all this. All, all that's conditional. If you just say, well, the Lord says so-and-so, and that prophet's always right, so I ain't going to go vote. Well, if everybody did that, <laughs> they're not going to win. That's like having groceries in the pantry or the refrigerator say, well, I got food in there. But if it's not cooked, you know, I don't know if y'all like potatoes, white or sweet, but how many prefer to cook them instead of just chewing one off? <laughs> So, <laughs> praise the Lord. Now, some of y'all like your meat red. Uh, I don't. 
I don't want to hear no sounds, no cow. When I, I don't want to hear no mooing. I don't want to see no blood in my plate. Praise the Lord. If, if you do, you need to get saved today. Praise the Lord. At least come into the medium place. Hallelujah. Well, that ain't scriptural. Dog. You do what you want to. But anyway, try to help you all I can. So we're going to pray. And we're going to believe God. Amen. And God said, I'm going to turn some things around. He said, I got some surprises. I got some things in store. I got some things hidden that they can't even see. And he says, pay no attention to the media. Pay no attention to what they're saying. He said, who, who I said, it'll be who I said, because I've made a decision about this nation. So this, there's many things, uh, as you know, that, about this election and the Supreme Court and what's going to happen here. And um, that's why they're talking about having a stacked court uh, so they can't get in uh, the new Supreme Court that was picked by President Trump. Uh, could be something that one day will overturn Roe versus Wade and America quit killing millions of babies every year. So that, that probably took me off Facebook right there. But anyway, I'm still going. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we say goodbye to you. God bless you. Pray in Jesus name.